trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest welcome to talking trash a rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites i'm rob i'm randy and I'm Andy, and this week we will be discussing the brews and brunch food from the Arondequoit Beer Company, and thus starts our adventure for brewery season or brewery months or whatever we're calling it. We're going to a bunch of breweries and eating food. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And for our kickoff app, you remember him from the Breakfast Sandwich Showdown, Talking Donuts, and a few other plate apps as well. He co-hosts the podcast Cast Bringers with Randy, and he went to two breweries in a row with us on Sunday, uh, so he basically had to be the guest. Warm welcome back to Pat. Hello. What's up, guys? How's it going? <laughs> Pat's classic hello. <laughs> He's clearly a pod pro with that kind of a hello. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back to the show. Hey, um, it's good to be back. Excited. Hey, real quick, before we get into anything too crazy, when we were all, we went kind of brewery hopping and we chose two brunch locations. Um, so we had a nice, a really nice afternoon uh, at the breweries this this past weekend. Rob, I know when we were kind of leaving, you and I were just joking, like, what a great time. What What an awesome afternoon it was sunny but not too hot because it's in the we're in the fall we're in the throes of autumn and uh you know just had some drinks and some a lot a whole lot of brunch food it was a pretty awesome day i think we might need to throw ourselves into the brunch scene it was amazing i only complaint is i was so insanely full <laughs> like i had trouble sleeping that night even though we stopped pretty early like i was i was max capacity but it was it was great sort of a random time in the day to eat a ton of food and yes. drink some drinks like between 12 and four. Yeah. And I, de I definitely like even ate a little bit more food, which was clearly a mistake. And that just put me even way over the edge, but it was uh, it was a great Sunday. It was a great day, probably a better move on a Saturday, but Hey, whatever it all worked yeah, out. It was the, it was the uh, Buffalo bills bye week So we had the afternoon free. Yeah. And it was, like you said, great, great weather. Saturday wasn't quite as nice, so Sunday was was perfect for that. Randy, Pat, you guys, did you guys have as much of a blast as Rob and I? Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed it. But uh, I, so the one, the one like little minor thing I don't love is just in that weather. And it happened. The food just gets like so cold so fast. But that's, it's unavoidable eating outside when it's like a little cooler out. And you're um, sharing plates and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But other than that, like, that's the most minor complaint I can have. No, it was, it was a great day. It was awesome. Yeah. I'm not big on brunch food, food usually, but they, they make it really creative. Like it's definitely food. You really wouldn't get usually at breakfast or lunch. So I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm into the brunch scene now. Yeah. I think a traditional breakfast, I'm always stuck. Like, okay, I'm either getting an omelet with the home fries or I'm getting French toast or pancakes. That's usually like my dilemma when I'm at a diner or something. It's just, the, those are really the two main options. So to get some crafty and creative ideas, I agree was, was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but like when I when I think about brunch, I think about like brunch buffets when I was a kid. So like in my mind's eye, brunch is just like eating your face off, having a million different things and just kind of going nuts. And like true adult brunch is like reasonable portions, avocado toast, you know, a little bit of champagne. And it's not quite my scene so much, but this avocado, uh, it, avocado toast, we, which we notably did not get at this place. The, or at one the of other two place. menu items we didn't get. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I think I'm not really much of an adult bruncher, but I think these places that we want to offer some really hearty options as kind of Randy alluded to. I'll just say I love breakfast. Breakfast is like the breakfast style foods are my favorite kind of foods. And so the more you can like breakfastify any sort of lunch or dinner type food, uh, I'm totally okay with. So I, I have, I love brunch uh, just because it's very close to breakfast. So I'm into it. So my fistify, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) So Pat going off that, my favorite meal is lunch usually. So the less lunchified lunches, I kind of get more disappointed. So I, that's where I've always been kind of wary of brunch because it's like you're taking lunch, but pushing it towards breakfast almost. Um, but like I said, I haven't been to brunch in probably years or had brunch food in years. And I think they, uh, they're starting to figure it out now. How would you feel about lunchifying breakfast? Lunch, lunch? I guess that's the same thing as breakfastifying lunch, right? No, Mm-mm, no. All right. Give me an example then. So if you are, if you are breakfastifying lunch, you are adding more breakfast like things to it. So for example, like adding eggs on to something. Like a, if, brec- a burger with a fried egg on it. Right. Whereas if you were lunchifying breakfast, you would be taking away some of those breakfast components and switching them out with lunch. Like a cheeseburger omelet. <laughs> yes. I'm good, at, I'm good at this. Yeah. See, Andy gets it. He's right on top of it. Okay. I think I get so, it. So one is moving. <laughs> think of it. One is moving towards breakfast. The other is moving from breakfast towards lunch. So okay. a hamburger, a hamburger with egg on it is moving towards breakfast. Yes. Breakfast of breakfastification. Okay. Yeah. Lunchifying would be like taking thin waffles and like turning them into a club sandwich. Yep. Which, okay. Which sounds pretty good. Randy, we'll cover, we'll cover this offline. I mean, this is a big discussion. Now, well, now I'm not sure if I actually liked what I had on Sunday or didn't <laughs> like what I had on Sunday. <laughs> well, I think it's funny that I think you've said it before that lunch is your favorite meal. I bet, okay, if you have to choose from the three main meals, I feel like most people would choose dinner or breakfast. I bet the lunch percentage is like 20. Cause like you think of like a work lunch, like for being a, you know, a teacher or something like usually you just don't have that interesting of a lunch. Uh, at least I don't, but. I could see where you're coming from, but I'm like, I feel like most people would choose breakfast like Pat or dinner just because the options are fancier. I always think back to my lunch going through school, which was peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter and fluff. Um, And I used to love lunch back then. So that's kind of and snacks and like just lunch makes me think of a whole bunch of different foods at once type of thing. I dig it. I like it. And I think, I think you got to plant your flag and, and stay there. It's, it's, mm. it's a good, it's a good take and it's a good conversation starter. You're like a, like a soup and sandwich special kind of guy. Uh, I guess. 
<laughs> okay. Well, on that note, on that let's note. Uh, let's transition transition smoothly into the catch up. So, um, Andy, what's new, man? Uh, well, you know, it, it, as I said, we're kind of we're getting into the cooler stages of fall. So I'm losing it's losing a little bit of its luster to me as the leaves are falling at my house, and I've been starting to contend with that. A lot of big trees in my house. It's a big job. So it always kind of gets me down. It also rained for about 36 straight hours the other day. And it just doesn't evaporate as quickly. So I got big puddles and stuff in my yard. So I'm like, it's starting to get me a little bit sad that winter is coming. Oh, there, there's a, an, uh, a book reference there. Obviously, Game of Thrones. Rob, don't Dude. think I didn't notice your iron gold... Uh, red rising reference of the mind's eye earlier <laughs> so i did catch that there you go thanks hashtag cast bringers um mm-hmm. so yeah the fall's kind of it's getting messy you know it's getting wet it's getting leafy so uh, it's my favorite season but this is where i start to i really like the september october part of things uh we're coming up on halloween which is usually when it starts to get a little dicey sometimes it's snowy and wet and mushy but trying to enjoy the positives. You know, we, we had a great day at the brewery the other day and I'm getting my last gasps of delicious honey crisp apples. We're trying to get cider and fry cakes from like shoots and places like that. So we've, we've been enjoying the, the last gasps of a, a true nice fall. And um, a food note uh, that I've talked to Rob, I think I mentioned it to you guys when we were at the brewery. We did an episode about chicken sandwiches and within months of having the chain chicken sandwiches, there was more coming out. And I have since had th- three of those offerings over the last you know year or so that it's been. And uh, recently I had the Taco Bell chicken taco, chicken sandwich taco, which I think is gone all of a sudden. Like they, they, it's one of those things that's just going to come and go maybe. That was very good. And I also tried the Burger King chicken sandwich a while ago. That one I really liked. And as, as mentioned on the pod, ad nauseum, I'm a Burger King guy for my lifetime. I enjoyed it. The chicken. So I'd check those out. They're pretty good. I've also had the McDonald's one a long time ago. That came out like right after we did our, our tournament, I think. So I think uh, we might have to call Johnny sometime and have another episode of chicken sandwich tastings. Okay. I've had a lot of fun with them. Done. I'm, I'm sure he'll hear this podcast and, and hear about this because um, he definitely listens. Uh, Randy, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'll follow that because speaking of Burger <laughs> King and breakfast and actually my favorite breakfast food ever, French toast sticks from Burger King, I got those yesterday um, and they were delicious. So the Burger King on Mount Reed, I'm going to plug them early right now, but I, I guess my, uh, my catch up this week is on breakfast. Cause we're talking about breakfast. I've been struggling with breakfast this week, guys. I, uh, I, I was making my own breakfast sandwiches for a while. They came out delicious. I learned a lot from our own episodes on breakfast sandwiches. And then I went into yogurt with some granola in it. And then I just, nothing really sounds good to me in the mornings anymore for breakfast. So I've been going to Dunkin' Donuts and getting chocolate chip muffins or French toast sticks from Burger King. I feel horrible about myself. I feel like that's not the best way to start the day. Very unhealthy. Um, But Dunkin' Donuts 
chocolate chip muffins have gotten even better. They've put way more sugar on it now. And it's like crispy and crunchy and the whole time you can't even see the muffin through the sugar on the top. And it's amazing. It's nice to hear something cracking through for a well-known lunch, lunch hound. (laughs) So I guess I do like breakfast, just the ones that are pretty much desserts and the French toast sticks were so good. They were fresh out of the fryer. We just had um, French toast sticks with, uh, with my sons, like in the last month at, at, we were at Burger King, like driving somewhere and they loved them. I, I still won. It was delicious. It, they are very hit or miss depending on what Burger King you go to. Sometimes you get like almost a charred, like little one that isn't good or, you know, it depends, but yeah, that's, that's my big thing is I, I don't know. And I, I did enjoy the brunch this week. So it's just hard when you get up early and you feel like you do have to eat something in the morning and you're not even hungry at that point, but you know, you won't make it till lunch. So that's my, that's my catch up. Nice. Uh, Pat. Right. Well, well, hold on. Time out. Rob, did you listen to any of that? None of that sounded nice at all. That all sounded like I've been miserable all week about my breakfast <laughs> and I've been eating crap all week. I thought you were going to get on me for Sounds like how bad my breakfast. I'm not going to trash. Um, I'm not going to trash your food choices. <laughs> I mean, I easily could, but I, I don't feel so I was going to in an ordinary world, I would say something about that. And I would say breakfast is not important. And why don't you just skip breakfast? But I also spent the last half hour devouring Halloween candy on my couch. <laughs> so I can't really say anything to anybody about dietary choices. I think I ate like uh, so many peanut butter pumpkins and um, Kit Kat bars that I'm, I had to go buy more Halloween candy because I ate so much of my Halloween candy. Amazing. So, See, Rob, much better than nice. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't planning on sharing that part, but Hey, why not Pat? Well, Randy just bared his soul, you know, I I can't find what to do for breakfast guys. So I'm I'm diving headlong into a muffin addiction. Hold on, Rob. I like your idea. So just eat Halloween candy for breakfast. All right. I'm in it. I'm into it. I started by having a healthy dinner and then I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. And then I just probably had like 2000 calories worth of Halloween candy. (laughs) One crunch bar leads to a bag. Oh man. And was... you know what sounds good is a Halloween candy smoothie. Wouldn't that be delicious? Ooh, yeah. Throw a little kale in there to give it that <laughs> patented green color that Rob likes. I did a lot of it already smoothie. has peanut butter too, so it would just kind of yeah. like mix right up. Ah, <laughs> uh, delicious. I mean, I, I will have to say though, Rob, like I I've been there, man, especially this this past week. Like we have all our Halloween candy stocked up and it's just sitting there and so I've I've had my fair share of peanut butter pumpkins. I've had my fair share of uh so we ended up getting like the single serve. So it's like, you know how the normal Halloween candy has like the twin Kit Kats? This has like a single Kit Kat and it's even smaller and it's so annoying because I've then I have that. to like I have to like scrounge through the bag like a maniac, like I'm, like I'm insane pulling out all these single Kit Kats and because they're smaller, like two of those isn't enough. And so I end up eating like, it's, it, I look like a, like an insane person and it's not great. And then my kids see me, they're like, dad, are, like, are you okay? And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's, that is frustrating. Cause you're right. There's like so much packaging to get through and it almost doesn't even feel like it's worth it, but it definitely is worth it. But it's but then, but then though too, I fall in the same trap like you were like. Then you blink, and all of a sudden, there's like just wrappers in front of you, and you don't even really know what happened. And 
you've probably eaten like 2000, like you said, 2000 calories of candy. And I'm just like, oh man, this was a terrible mistake. I need to like leave. I thought you guys were going to say like, oh, there's just so much packaging, you know, the economic or uh, ecological impact of all these wrappers. It's like, well, maybe just don't eat 27 single Kit Kats and order not an one. Not an I guess what? Fat. It's packaged already. It's not like us not eating. It's going to make it not packaged. So, you know, if anything, you're starting the, uh, you know, the process early and yes. getting this stuff back right. into the earth and being processed. It's going to take thousands of years. May as well get it going. Pat, can I ask you something? Do you yeah. feel now that you just moved, do you feel pressure for being like a house that hands out good candy in your new spot? I mean, no, because our old and only because our old house, we got slammed. So we would just like we would load up on candy. And I guess in talking to our neighbors, like it's pretty busy here. So I'm just expecting it's I, I'm expecting more of the same of like what we're used to. So and when you, when you get heavy traffic like that, like you can't really have super awesome candy. Like you got to just kind of budget and, and do what you can. Now, again, we still got like good candy, but it's smaller portions than, you know. I don't know what it was candy. like when we were kids, but like it's pretty easy to do a good job now. You can buy like a 60 pack that's got like Reese's, Kit Kat, M&M's and mm-hmm. Snickers or something. They're all home runs, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of expensive. You know, you pay like 12 or 15 bucks for the bag. It's not, but for a whole night's worth, or you buy two of them for the whole night. We, at my neighborhood, I expected a ton of people when we moved into my neighborhood, I had like under 20 kids every year. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Oh, like yeah. I live in a very suburban neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. huge. But yeah, I think I've got three big bags for our, it's just like turning over my neighborhood. So like, a lot of people have kids like my age that are young. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. But, that's, but that's... I am excited to see and bring that up, Randy. I'm excited to see like what this year's Halloween is going to look like. So that's one of my big catch ups is we, me and my family just moved. We've settled into our new place. So excited for Halloween this year, but also gotten to try out some new, uh, new food places. Kind of a quick early plug. We've eaten a lot at Ken's Pizza Corner. Um, maybe some of the best subs I've had in Rochester. They're Ooh. so good. They uh, they they use like a local bakery for their bread. I I want to say Lipman's, but I I don't know if that's right. Um, but the bread is like it's really flat, but it's really fresh and good. Uh, like it's almost like a long, like not focaccia, like a long uh, like panini. But no, it's not ciabatta though. Like it is like a normal sub roll. Just look like when you look at it, it's like really like it's flat and fat and long. Um, but it's, oh man, the subs were so good. The crazy thing too, so like their menu is kind of crazy. Like they don't have turkey subs. They just have like, they only do like six or seven subs. And I think they're all hot except for ham. You can get like a ham sub. That's the only cold sub they do. All the rest are like chicken parm or like buffalo chicken or like meatball like all these other crazy things so it's just kind of funny um but the and the the restaurant itself is funny like ordering from there it's delivery only like you cannot go and pick it up yourself what and i think i think it's because like i don't think they're i think their store is super small and so my guess i haven't been in there yet but my guess is like they probably don't have like a front end to like have customers in and stuff so all right, what do we got here? I'm holding up a picture of the crazy thin bread. Yeah, yes. And you're it's, right. It's, it looks like a panini, like a focaccia. Yeah. Like 
yeah flatbread that's yeah funny. but it's it's so good it's it's fantastic it was it's i so when i what i ordered from there i got a buffalo chicken sub and it was probably the best buffalo chicken sub i've ever had oh wow. pat we because when we went over your house ordered the buffalo chicken pizza right was yep. that it and it was yes. amazing i think you're right it was like probably the best buffalo chicken pizza i've had in rochester and my favorite part was didn't the delivery driver leave and then come back what did he yes. do <laughs> yes because he we he forgot to give us the blue cheeses and so he like and when he came back he's like man it's it's not the same without these like i had to make sure you got these and he just gave us this like little plastic bag of like six containers of blue cheese which also too like he gave us a ton of blue cheese i don't know like i don't think we needed that much but it was awesome it was great <laughs> yeah i mean that's like a lot of places nickel and dime you on blue cheese and then this guy came back just to give it to you that's awesome so yeah. i want to get a buffalo chicken sub there because that's my favorite sub but i pizza smell an episode upcoming mm. yeah <laughs> like a brunch it. sub Besties ever had this guy this guy knows his buffalo chicken subs i i frequent a buffalo chicken sub and yes. better than pellegrinos pat yeah. So I will say though, the one, so the one like thing I did with my order. So my favorite recently, my favorite sauce has been the, um, what is it? It like the Buffalo parm. So like when they combine garlic parm with Buffalo. Yeah. And so I, and I never got done, thought of doing this, but I got this on the sub and it was, ooh, mwah, it was so good. That I can't wait. Well, so yeah, that's, that's an early, early plug. It's not going to be my official plug, but just throwing <laughs> that out there. I like the teaser, the nice. teaser plug. Yeah, so don't get disappointed, listeners. Pat's gonna have more plugs later. <laughs> That's right. Plug. And I also like how you're like, oh, I'm in this, I'm in this new neighborhood, so I can try out some new restaurants. And you moved like six minutes from your old house. Like you're not really that far away. Well, 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 I will say all this talk about about Burger King. So I, so Burger King, like Andy, is one of my favorites, and I especially love their breakfast. They they have my favorite breakfast for like fast food. And uh, so I knew like where all the Burger Kings were closest in my old house. Now there is not one that is very close to me. So like I have to figure out where it is and find it. Cause now with all this talk about Burger King breakfast, I want it. I'm going to help you pack. Cause I'm, I've done the same thing. I've looked up Burger Kings in the area to see which is the closest for French toast sticks in the morning. Um, <laughs> go, going back to what Rob said though, you are close, but not close enough where anybody's going to offer you a ride home from the brewery on Sunday. Right. <laughs> Pat must've said like, I don't know, five or six times. Hey, anybody want to give me a ride home? This was on Sunday at k2 and i'm like waiting for rob to say yeah i'll give you a ride home and rob never says it i'm like man rob's being a jerk today what's going on and we're walking out and pat's like okay and anybody want to give me a ride home and i'm like oh no pat moved that's why rob's yeah, not i forgot like too. in my neighborhood anymore <laughs> i was like yeah of course pat you can have a ride i'm so sorry i just was assuming rob was going to give it but then i remembered he doesn't live right around the corner from you anymore yeah no that was yeah absolutely why so it's rob like, continued to refuse i said mm -hmm. yeah no no six <laughs> minutes is too far so so let's transition because randy vaguely mentioned the brewery to talking about the brewery so uh, this week, we went to Arondicoit Brewing, uh, which is on Titus, kind of near company, Arondicoit Beer Company. Sorry, yes, Arondicoit Beer Company. Um, I first heard of this place when I was taking watercolor classes in the town of Arondicoit with a bunch of pretty old people. 
And they're the ones who told me about it. And then every, and every time I'd go to painting class, I would like look at the place, check out its development. It took quite a long time from when I heard they were building it to when it was finally done. But um, it's, it seems like a pretty well-established place. Uh, wh- how about you guys? When, when did you first go there or hear about it? I think I just heard about it on social media. They had a pretty good, that's one of the reasons I wanted to go there was their food always looks really, really good on their Instagram account, which, you know, kind of got me excited to go there as one of our first breweries. So that's the way I heard about it. And I was reading their about page on their website. And I guess there was a small farm on that location. And the the head brewer got like a home brew kit, kind of fell in love with it. And they decided to make their business there. Randy, you're from around Nacoit. Was that kind of just like, not vacant, but like an open space there for like a farm was just sitting there for a long time. Yeah. I think it was Veracruz or Veracruz's farm. Um, and I went to high school. I was in the same grade as the kid, I think whose parents owned it maybe. Um, so yeah, I mean the brewery's how old now was two years. It's less. Yeah. It's like less than five years, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a prime location in Arondequay really it's right off of Titus. Um, and you know, not far from the high school, right near ice, I square. So it's a great location. Honestly, it's pretty cool that they have a brewery in Arondequa. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, for yeah, me, I think it, sorry, Patty. Oh, I was just going to say for my history there too, like my, my wife just goes there a lot. Like she has, she's probably been there like 10 times more than I have ever been there like twice. And she's been there a ton. Her and her, her and her nurse, uh, coworkers. It's like one of their favorite places to go. So that's just kind of how I've heard very good things about it. Do you think your wife's been to Aronicoit Beer Company more in the last three years than you've been to Ken's Pizza Corner <laughs> in the last month that you've lived in your new house? Ooh, that's that's close. <laughs> I mean, there. So so the weekend Randy was talking about when we ordered the Buffalo Chicken Pizza, we saw we saw their delivery guy every day, like for like three or four days. <laughs> you're moving you know the kitchen's in flux that's oh we had been settled in at that point man that was like a week and a half ago all right so you just like the food yeah i wondered why he came in and watched big trouble in little china with us but i figured (laughs) you guys you guys must have like known each other before but i guess not just your delivery driver just just our buddy yep you know these days a lot of people are losing those connections you know with their their mail carrier and the local policemen and you know uh, you know police officers it's nice that Pat's making that connection with his local pizza delivery person. Right. Uh, sounds good. We'll, we'll have to go. We'll have to check it out. Um, Can't wait till you guys think it's terrible. <laughs> well, it's funny. The picture that Andy held up showing how thin the bread was, it made it seem like there was like almost nothing in between those two slices of bread. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, Pat's right though. It's not thin. It's just no. flat and wide. So, yeah. I mean, if you put two decent, chicken tenders in there with a good sauce I mean, it's got to be good so oh, yeah so all right i derailed this again back to ironically brewing what we're going to do is we'll just kind of go around the circle and kind of describe what we each ordered and then we did kind of pass it around and, and we'll just share our thoughts as a group um so we'll start with well i'll, I'll kick it off with the breakfast poutine which was Scrambled eggs, home fries, Yancey's fancy cheese curds, homemade sausage gravy with local Swan Market maple breakfast sausage. And 
I thought it was pretty good when it, when it came out really hot, I thought it was really good. Um, after it cooled off, it, it kind of did have like one like tannish color. So it kind of almost like looked a little monolithic. The, the eggs were cut up into really tiny cubes, almost like an onion dice size. Um, a little bit bigger than that, but definitely small cubes. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I love sausage gravy, but I guess my, my only feedback would be it, it needed something that had a little more kick or more like acidity. So I thought that if it had something like feta cheese, that would kind of increase the sharpness or I don't really like blue cheese, but something like that, because I just don't think the Yancey's fancy cheese curds held up and kind of brought enough to the table. What did you guys think? Yeah, I, I like totally agree, Rob, or even to like, you know, in reading about like the, they had like the maple breakfast sausage and you can kind of get the idea of what they're going for there of get a little bit of that sweet in there, but the like execution, it just didn't totally like, it didn't come through at all. Like everything it, I just remember it, like it tasted kind of bland overall, I thought. And like, so you didn't get the, right. The hint of the sweetness from the maple sausage or right. Some of the tang you would want to hit from like, from your cheese or whatnot. So um, again, I think, and I think to most of the bites I had again, because we were outside and that was, I think one of the last things I had gotten as we were passing stuff around. So it was already like pretty cool at that point. I do wonder what I, what I would have thought about this if I had tasted it warm. Um, but you know, I, I think, I think there just needed to, like you said, there needed to be a little more something in there, like something to give it a little kick. Honestly, even like a little heat, if there, if it even had like a little heat, that might've been, you know, an, another way to give it a little more interesting flavor. Like a sriracha drizzle or something. Yeah. What do you guys think, Randy? Uh, yeah, it wasn't like your typical poutine that you would think of. Um, like it wasn't that like thick, darker kind of gravy with, you know, big, almost like mozzarella cheese curds or like, you know, the kind of squishy cheese curds. Um, so it wasn't necessarily my type of poutine that I would usually like. Uh, and I think I kind of agree with Pat and uh rob it was uh it wasn't as tasteful as i was expecting um it wasn't bad in the least like it was no. it was good but it just Agreed. wasn't didn't have as much taste to it that i thought it would uh so andy what do you think yeah the visual for me was not my favorite it kind of just looked like this is this is too strong of a description because it doesn't, it didn't make me get grossed out, but it almost looked like, like an animal threw up, <laughs> but it's, be, it's because it's like white, whitish sausage gravy. Right. And then you dice up these eggs really tiny. It turned everything yellow and the sausage parts were really small too. I think if they, I I'm like, I'm with Randy where like, I kind of wanted it to just be like regular poutine, but that's not the point. There's, this is more of the breakfastification of a lunch item, like we said mm -hmm. earlier. And I think if it just had slightly bigger chunks of sausage that could have gone a long way, you might've gotten more of that flavor. I agree. Something either sweet or spicy would have helped it a little bit. I wasn't grossed out when I saw it, but it just, I don't know. It was all just kind of lumped on top there. There was no runniness to it, like the way a gravy seeps in between and poutine and stuff like that. And I will also say this, I continued to eat it well <laughs> after the fact when it was cold. And I, it was the one thing I kept going back to. Cause I was like, I love French fries and it did taste 
fine. It just didn't stand out as anything crazy. I kept eating it. I liked it. I don't think I loved it. I got an idea. I I think I I know what I would do to like plus this up a little bit or improve it. You said like three different ways to plus it up already. I've got a a better way. So brainstorm. um, Here's what I would do. I like the idea of sausage gravy because I love like biscuits and gravy for breakfast. So I would keep the idea of sausage gravy, maybe have the sausage chunks a little bit bigger, um, pour it on the top, but then actually put like one giant or two, you know, good size fried over easy eggs over the top with like a runny yolk. So you can kind of like dip the fries in and then shred some either like really sharp cheese on top to give that sharpness um, or like a, like a smoked gut. Nah, I mean, not smoked. I, I think just a really sharp, really sharp yeah, cheddar. I agree with the sharp cheddar. I felt this way about my menu item as well. Should I just transfer transition into that? Yeah. So I, one of the things that I had seen on there, um, like Instagram or whatever, and the wording on the menus is great. Like when Rob read that sounded so delicious, right? So I got the, um, salty bread breakfast pizza. So it's got, it's on salty bread from amazing grains, which is in Fairport, which I love their salty bread, homemade pepper, gravy, cheddar, Asiago, scrambled eggs and bacon on local amazing grains, salty bread. So I, I thought the sausage gravy was like spread on as the base. Uh, the best bites for me were the very edges where you did get that crispy salty bread. And I think like the sausage, like the poutine, I thought it could have used a little more or larger pieces of meat. The bacon didn't really stand out to me. It tasted good when I got it, but I just think it, I was craving like saltiness or something in both of those. And they kind of just, everything melded together too much. Like you're saying, Rob, you, you needed something sharper or sweeter or spicier to stand out a little bit. The eggs in there were much larger and fluffier than everywhere else than the poutine, I think. And I was just, I was, I thought it was going to, I was assuming it was going to be like a 10, but I think it was just like another thing that I liked and I didn't, fall head over heels in love with what did you guys think of that pat what did you think of the pizza yeah like i mean i think number one like there's so many restaurants that use amazing grain salty bread like that is it's like that that just tells you i think how good this bread is right that all these other restaurants are using their bread to make these kind of special sandwiches or special things like so i was really really excited to try this because again i same with you i've had the salty bread before and, and whether it's another sandwich or just like on its own and it's really really good um, and yeah, like, I, I just, I totally agree with you, Andy, the, that for, and I feel like it's like this for a lot of these menu items where like, you can see the ideas that are there and it, it sounds really good, but like the execution, then just, there was something missing and it just, it ended up being like a very kind of flat note. And again, it wasn't bad. It was, but, but I would, exactly what I would eat that pizza again, probably, right, but I right. just didn't blow my socks off. But, but it's, it's like what you said, right? Like when you're reading this menu item, like, yeah, in my head, I'm expecting like a 10. And so it's really disappointing when it's only like a seven, but a seven is still really good. And I would eat that <laughs> any, you know, any time. Um, but yeah, yeah. Again, there just, there wasn't with, with everything going on with this pizza, there wasn't enough there to give you some different some different kind of flavor profiles, which, which is what makes like a typical piece of pizza really good. Right. Cause you get a little bit of acidity, you get a little bit of spice from like pepperoni, you get a little bit of this and that and that, and they're just that this wasn't that it didn't do it. 
Randy? I would say, Adam, and I would call myself an expert on the amazing green salty bread at this point. Laurel has brought home numerous loaves, full loaves from um, doing the market because they're at the market that she goes to and they'll just give her like loaves at the end. And I've eaten full loaves in one sitting right when she brought them home at like eight o'clock. I need at night. a phone call the next time this happens. <laughs> I know, Andy, I I know because you're you're the one guy I think of when I think of salty bread because so I think you good. introduced so me good. to salty bread. I've eaten a full loaf at like eight o'clock at night in one sitting. It's amazing. It's greasy. It's oily. I didn't get that from this salty bread. And again, it's probably because it went through a process of making it into a pizza. So I didn't think I didn't get the saltiness either, uh, but I'm with Pat. I, I think I'm trying, Pat, before you said seven, I'm like, all right, a six to a seven, I'd say a six, there's probably something wrong with it a little bit, but it's still not bad a seven there's nothing wrong with it it's just not like as good as i i would think this was like a seven nothing wrong with the pizza uh it tasted good i would totally eat it again but i think like you guys are saying there could be some improvements to make i think they probably don't put the gigantic grains of salt on top of the bread for for when they cook a pizza you know Mm -hmm. like they just get it without a ton of salt on top because you're going to cover it with cheese and eggs and bacon, right? So they probably don't. So part of the appeal is you get, it's like eating a pretzel almost when you eat regular salty bread. It's got those huge grains of salt on it and makes you just want to keep eating more and more. But I think when they do a bread, a pizza like that, it, it's probably more like a pre-made like dough circle or whatever, mm. you know what I mean? And then they that just make that stuff on top. That would yeah. be my guess. I mean, even our waitress said they it's a pretty small kitchen there. They're not mm-hmm. cranking out the most, most gourmet of food, but it, you know, yeah, I would definitely eat it again. I mean, Rob, and give them credit. Yeah. Give them credit for both those meals. We just talked about had locally sourced uh, additions to it. Swans sausage and amazing grain salty bread. So it's cool that they're going to local places to bring in some of the food. Yeah. I, I, I like that too. Um, I like the pizza, you know, and I, again, I like the poutine also. I'm not really a fry guy. Um, I thought, I thought it was all very good and I, w- I would probably go more like eight than seven, but I went to, I'd been there before and I got a pizza during like regular normal hours and it was amazing. Like it was a really, really good pizza. This pizza was good. I noted that there was that creaminess probably from the pepper gravy and that I said there was a really great crunch from the bread some smokiness to the bacon. I just thought it was like a, a good breakfast pizza, but again, it wasn't one, you know, a breakfast pizza to write home about. So. Yeah. Another, <laughs> I keep feeling bad that what I said about the poutine. Cause I did, I was like, ah, it looks like you had some the animal <laughs> throw up. It was just like that texture and the consistency. I still did eat it and enjoy it. And it just, the visual wasn't my favorite. That's all, but well, sausage gravy looked, always looks, looks like great. that. Yeah. Like anytime so, you get biscuits and but gravy, but it's not like, usually like, yellow. I don't think it's <laughs> something about the yellow. Okay, good point. So anyway. Laurel said it looked like egg salad to her. So that's yeah. a better yeah. okay, visualization. That, that's a more friendly version of what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Pat, did you? Yes. What did you order? Well, I I actually before I go into what I ordered, I think I think I just I just had another thought and. I don't, I'm just going to throw it out here now, even though it probably this isn't the best place for it. I, I wonder with a lot of these, because I feel like just knowing our general conversation about all the menu items here, that like it was it was all good, not great, or even maybe great, but not amazing. 
And part of that, I think, is even maybe managing our own expectations because we have all had food from here, I think, on for like their normal menu. And I like, at least for me, I was blown away by how good their like regular menu food is. And so I think I was expecting that. And especially in reading some of the descriptions for this menu items. And so then to then kind of get what we got, it was just kind of like really disappointing, right? So I do wonder if maybe there's a little bit of that like managing expectation ex- management. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've never eaten their regular menu, but I still really want to because there was a lot of good to work with here. And, uh, you know, I think I would still like to try it. So maybe we swing back around on the end of the brewery tour. We hit <laughs> it up again for dinner. Love it. I'm in. <laughs> well, and I, and I guess too, yeah, I don't, I don't know how long they've been serving brunch or anything. Like I would be curious about that just because I wonder if maybe they haven't quite honed this menu or how to, you know, the execution on some of these dishes yet. I don't know if that's at play or not. Um, you know, maybe because it's, because again, just in reading these ingredients and stuff, it, in my head, it seems like, yes, this should be like really, really good. Um, and again, not that it was, I, I should <laughs> stop comparing it like that because it was good. It just like in my head, when I read these things, it should be like, blowing me out of out of the water and it didn't necessarily do that yeah before so real quick before we move on to the chicken and waffles because that was our last meal right um well actually except for the extra thing which i get to talk about uh going off what pat said i came here and i got wings and it's stuck in my mind and again it could be just the day it was in my opinion possibly the best wings i've had in rochester um they were Strong. and and again it's like <laughs> lock, it's locked in there i can't exactly remember them so don't hold me to it but that's how good the food was was like i ate those wings and i was like these are phenomenal um the sauce and they might have been and i've also had like the chicken bites there too so i'm i'm totally with you pat like their food there is just so good all right so going with that we'll dive right into the uh chicken and waffles here uh, so the menu description, it's a Belgian waffle topped with boneless chicken wings, Swan's Mar- Swan Market's bacon with iron smokes, maple bacon, bourbon syrup on the side. So, um, so again, it is, and getting it too, like it looked, it, it looked just kind of like your standard chicken, wa- chicken and waffles. The, the one major difference is like, right, you're not getting these big pieces of chicken, you're getting their boneless chicken wings, which I was totally okay with, especially given like kind of what we were doing with like kind of cutting it up and sharing it, it getting like those little boneless wings made it way easier to kind of portion out like you get your nice piece of waffle with a nice piece of single boneless wing chicken on top the boneless wings were really good um like i thought the breading and the breading was nicely seasoned it was really tasty um again and i know andy i think i said this to you when we were having it for me chicken and waffles has like the highest floor and the lowest ceiling like there's just going to be like a really bad chicken and waffles is still going to be really good. And an amazing chicken and waffles, like the difference there for me, isn't going to be great. Um, that being said, I thought this was good. Like I thought this was solid. Um, the iron smoke maple bacon bourbon syrup, like sounds super fancy. I didn't get too much of a different like flavor from like typical syrup. Like I, I just, to me, it just tastes like normal syrup. So I don't know if it was just normal syrup and like they ran out of the other stuff or just, you know, I don't know what it was about, but it's funny you say that because I had written down syrup was kind of plain question mark. And then you (laughs) read the title of it and I like crossed that out. I was like, I must be wrong. I must be remembering something wrong. But yeah, I don't remember it standing out, but I also don't remember it being bad or anything either. 
Yeah, um, I mean, like it was still like I love syrup, so syrup was you know it yeah. was good. It was good. Syrup. I'll eat, I'll have Wegman's plain you know fake syrup. It's delicious. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the plain boneless wings. You're right in the fact that you know this place has a small kitchen. Right, they're easy to cook. You can't really screw them up. We went to another brunch later in the day. No spoilers, but they had a fancier version of chicken, but it wasn't cooked as well as these were, you know, so that mm-hmm. kind of ruined the fancy part of it. Um, so the boneless wings were fine. They did provide a little salt and pepper in the seasoning to kind of give it a little bit of a different flavor. I didn't love the waffle there. I, it seemed like kind of fragile. It seemed like there was a lot of air in it. It broke apart easily. But again, chicken and waffles, high floor. I think that I happen to think chicken and waffles does actually have a high ceiling if you get a really fancy one, but the floor is high and it tasted great. It tasted solid. I would say this was probably maybe the best of those three for me, even though I didn't love the waffle. Um, But yeah, it's interesting that we got chicken waffles at the other place. And so you can compare them to something else from that day. Um, versus the poutine and the breakfast pizza, which we didn't really have a direct comparison for. But I liked it. I, I would have liked a slightly different waffle, but it tasted good. That's for sure. Rob, what'd you think of that? This is actually a thing I'm I'm probably the most critical of, actually, of the three that, that we're describing, because the waffle was, eh, it wasn't great. The chicken was good, but they were like nuggets. And they did have a good spice to them, so they did taste good. But for me, you know, when I think about all the other items, it seems like they just did more to like really make the foods, you know, like, whereas making a waffle, getting out of chicken and, and it maybe the make the nuggets in house. I don't know. They, it had a good spice to it. It had a good flavor to it. But when I order like a chicken and waffles, I kind of want like a fresh piece of breaded fried chicken that somebody has actually, you know, fried themselves. So I thought it was good. It, it, same as you guys. I thought it tasted okay. But of the three, this was maybe my least favorite. A lot of variants here. Randy, what'd you think of that one? I'd say chicken and waffles has like a carpeted floor with like an unfinished basement ceiling. It's not, and probably thin walls actually with that too. Not my thing. I don't really get it. It Let doesn't me just write down real quick. Explain to Randy after podcast what <laughs> high floor means. Okay, got it. Go ahead, Randy. Does it? I don't get putting those two things together. I've never really had one that was like, Oh, this fits well. Like I can taste the waffle and the chicken. They really meld. Well, it's usually like somebody put some type of fried chicken on top of a waffle and covered it in syrup, which is going to taste awesome. Like you guys are saying, no matter what, I just don't really get it. So for this one specifically, I thought the chicken bites were phenomenal. I that's my perfect type of chicken bites, soft, uh, outer layer of crispy chicken with like real chicken inside. So like when you said chicken nuggets, Rob, I felt like it was like a high, very high end chicken nugget. Almost. Yeah. They tasted good. Yeah. They, were, they just seem like the type of, you know, thing that a, a local pizza place would get for their boneless wings. They, I, I feel like if they had Buffalo sauce on them, I would love them. Um, but they were good. The waffle was very normal, but I also have a low ceiling for waffles because I've been eating a lot of gluten-free waffles and those aren't necessarily <laughs> even waffles. Uh, so I thought the waffles were good, but I think just like, I think Rob said, it does feel like it was just kind of 
it didn't seem like it was all together. I don't know how you would describe it. Kind of like you did Rob, where it's like, they took the waffle, put the chicken on, and then it was kind of like, just not thrown together, but kind of placed there, but it didn't all congeal nicely, not congeal, um, come together nicely. You know what I mean? I should not be on a food podcast, guys. I don't even (laughs) know. The bacon was good. The bacon was really good. The bacon. Oh, I didn't have the, I didn't have the bacon. Okay. (laughs) Guess that leaves it out. But Randy, I've been trying to tell you since the breakfast sandwich showdown, if you don't understand chicken and waffles, go to McDonald's for $2. You can get a chicken McGriddle. You'll understand it. Andy, guess what? I'm going tomorrow because this week's breakfast. You need need breakfast (laughs) help. I'm going tomorrow. Andy, can you, can you pick one up for me too? And just drop it off over where I work. You got it. A on the little, other side uh, of Rochester. Chicken and waffles class. I know you've been struggling for ideas, so. <laughs> Pat, and I'll give you a ride home because I know you've been struggling on ride homes. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's wrap things up with Randy, your food item. This one's quick, boys. We all know what we got. We all split a couple of Ridge donuts because they usually have during brunch a beer and a donut combo pairing. I forgot the beer that they paired with it, but it was a peanut butter and fluff donut, which is right up my alley. It was amazing. Ridge Donuts knows how to do it. The peanut butter and fluff was actually mixed together in this like fluffy cream topping. And it was, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. What'd you guys think? That's confirmed, Randy. That was peanut butter and fluff mixed together. I'm assuming because they did say it was a peanut butter and fluff donut and I did not see it separate anywhere in the donut and it was a lighter peanut butter color. Pat, Uh, I believe it was paired with, or they, they had said they recommended it paired with their Kelly Brown, Brown Mm. ale. I tried that. It was good. Yes. Uh, It was, it was actually like, for me, it was shocking how well the donut and and beer that they had like paired together like so normally i do not like sweet stuff when i like sweet food with with my beer and this though was delicious i thought the a the the donut on its own was delicious but then also it being paired with the beer it was very very good rob it was amazing i've never had a bad donut from ridge and i doubt i ever will (laughs) it was a i didn't take a lot of (laughs) my notes might have just said donut was really good i think that's what i <laughs> because the donuts i didn't even take notes on the donut because it was just an amazing donut it always is i did not get the beer it was recommended to have with and guess what it was still awesome and it went with mm-hmm. any beer probably so yeah go to ridge ridge and donut. I, I like that i like that they do that i think it's clever i think i and i think they do that not just for the breakfast menu because when we were there for lunch i got their donut and a beer with my lunch so it's it's always a thing I think. and the donut yes it's like two bucks it's like an awesome yeah. add-on so we we split two of them between the four of us i would never have ordered that flavor just because i'm more of like i go fruit or cinnamon or glazed I, i'm not really a chocolate peanut butter guy that doesn't jump out at me i loved it i thought and and i think the peanut butter being in with the fluff helped me a lot because it's mm. super sweet I brought one home for my wife because chocolate peanut butter and donuts separately are two of her favorite things. And she said it was very good, but the peanut butter is always so sweet on those type of donuts. So she doesn't love that. I think a Reese cup is about as sweet as she gets with peanut butter. Uh, so to have it like hyper sugary like that was too much for her, but 
I th- honestly, I thought it was maybe the best thing I ate all day. And that's not a diss because that thing's like a nine and a half out of 10 for me. It was mm-hmm. delicious. I agree. Even had a little peanut butter cup in the top. I gave mine to Pat. I was a gentleman. What a nice guy. And it was, it was uh Ridge, Ridge donut could make a donut out of anything. And it would be like at least an eight and a half. If they won, high. they won donut wars. Yeah. So donut nice. wars 2020. We'll have to do it again. Oh, um, for sure. Just real speaking of donut and a beer i'm not usually the world's biggest craft beer guy i did get a flight because we were doing this for the podcast i I enjoyed them all they were delicious same i I got the one the one i wanted to talk about was the crave it was a white chocolate raspberry it was white chocolate raspberry cheesecake mixed in it and i (laughs) it sounded insane (laughs) I ordered a whole nother one because I thought it was so tasty. It was really, really good. I think it was number seven on the menu. I'm so mad. I didn't look at that. It was awesome. awesome. I I would have, I, it was so good. I, I will second that Andy. I, Rob and I had got to a Rondequake beer company a little early. And so I had also gotten a flight. um, And exactly what you said, everything I had was really good. Um, the one that stood out for me was the city of gold Kvik IPA. Um, Rob and I, I believe both had that. He had, he had an actual like glass of it. I just had a little tasty flight. Um, but, he, but even one of the guys that worked there, like came over and chatted us up about it a little bit. Uh, so we also learned a little something about the brewing process for the, uh, what is it? Kvik yeast. Um, it ferments like super fast, I guess, like a normal beer. This is all according to the guy that worked there, normal beer takes like two or three weeks and this is done in like a week so you can just like churn it out um and it gives it like a little like different kind of interesting flavor which is which i thought it did i noticed that when i had it and then he started talking about i was like oh this all makes sense um which i also thought was cool like like you could tell the guy was super excited to like talk about this and so that kind of like enthusiasm of like just coming from somebody who works there just like really excited to talk about the stuff that they have going on kind of just like makes you excited to be there and have their stuff and you know drink and eat it which was it was just cool it was a nice uh it, it added to the atmosphere that was there i guess yeah i i would agree and uh i had the city of gold as my as my you know full glass and then my my second one was crushing on josh fruited new england ipa which i really really liked and I'm, as I'm reading the description, I'm finally realizing which Josh is being crushed on. Did you guys? I, I Josh Allen. Josh Allen, baby. <laughs> I had no idea it was a Bills reference until I'm reading the description. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but it was awesome. I thought, and to Andy's point, I've been, I've been here a couple of times. I've had a sour before. Every beer I've had at Nirondequoit has been really, really good. I mean, it, it might be some of the best beer in the area. I, I think, I don't know, not an expert, but I liked it a lot. So do we want to kind of maybe go around and, and give our general um, like ratings of the brewery experience? Yeah, I think that's what we're, we're, we're kind of going on scores out of 10. Like we have always, always done on this podcast mm-hmm. and 10 being the ideal brewery experience, you know, I guess maybe I'll go first. So my thoughts are food was solid. Obviously we, we had some thoughts on it earlier, but we did say it was all good. You know, I'd say the food was solid. The beer was 
impressive to me. I would use that term because I'm not a huge craft beer guy. Usually if I get a flight or something, there's usually two out of four. I just don't enjoy. I liked all four. Um, and you guys seem to agree on that topic. So I thought the, the, the beer was impressive and the hang, we didn't really talk about the hang. We were outdoors sitting around a fire pit. It was a low table. I spilled twice on myself. It's not the table's fault. It was my own fault. And that's it. I was trying to chow down and cut all this food. Anyways, the, the, the fire pit table was an awesome experience. Plus sunny, but not hot breeze you needed the fire it melted my water cup a little bit it was it was it was so much fun we were just having a blast out there so um i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 i think the only thing it needed was just a little punch up on the food the food wasn't bad i i kept eating it and uh i would 100 percent go back for brunch i would 100 percent go back for dinner Real quick, before I pass this off to someone else, I did look up Ironicoid Beer just to mention some of their donut beer pairings because they do it like every weekend. So obviously the one we just had and mentioned, and then a previous one, they had chocolate hazelnut fry cake with the Kelly Brown Ale. Kelly Brown Ale was not the one they recommended for oh, the chocolate wasn't. peanut butter. Okay. She, our waitress mentioned the one on their Instagram and Kelly Brownell, but according to the official account, that wasn't it. Then there was, um, where did I see it? The fruit roll, which looks like kind of the cinnamon roll, but it's got like a raspberry glaze on it, paired with a red sky fruited sour. So they get, they have their beers changing all the time, and then they just grab what, you know, donuts of the week, apple fritter with a peach ale. These all sound delicious, don't yeah. they? They do all sound very good. And you know they're Ridge Donuts, so they're good. So you throw that on for two bucks on top of your breakfast pizza. What? Who's, who's getting mad about that? What a great meal. All right. Who else Who else had a great time at this place? I did. Oh, boy. I'll go. <laughs> I, great I transition would, by me just throwing it to the crowd I, blind. I would agree with your score um, of an eight and a half especially because I've had food there that wasn't breakfast food and it was excellent. Like we said before. So, you know, the, the, the heated, the fire table thing was cool. I think my main criticism, not even so much of, of the food and it's not a real criticism. It's just kind of a small place. So like, I think about the winter months and it's just a little bit tighter in there and with COVID and stuff like that, it might be a little harder to get a spot if it's crowded because it is a great place and it's often, you know, bumping. So, um, but that's the nature of the building. It's, it's like a historic kind of building that they restored and they're not going to like do some giant expansion and turn it into something it's not. Um, so it's, that's almost like a, like a stupid criticism to have. So I would say check this place out if you're in the area. I think the there's a place like that in Fairport too. The original Fairport Brewing is like that. Yeah. It's like this teeny, teeny house. You could fit like 25 people in there in the winter at most, and that's packing it. But they have an, a huge like parking lot area that they turn into a, an outdoor hangout with Adirondack chairs. And I think a lot of breweries are like that just because they have the outdoor space to use. And so it's a great summer hang. But uh, you're right. It would be a little tight in the winter, but awesome for what we were doing. I think there's like an upper level too at this place. I think there is like a second floor. So it, it's a little bit bigger than, um, than Fairport, but yeah, still not, not huge, but you know, whatever, no big deal. Um, Pat, what do you think? 
Yeah, I, this is as far as like a hangout spot. This is probably one of my favorite breweries to go hang out at. Um, I, I agree with you, Rob. Like in the winter, um, this may be like a tougher spot to hang. But on the flip side to that, this might be like maybe one of the best places to hang out when it's like the summer, like when it's like nice and hot out and you're you're hanging out with some buddies or whatever. It's just it's great. It's so good. Positive um, spin. You love the yeah. energy. Um again and i think even right now for the fall like it's they they have four or five of these little fire pit tables that you could you know set up five or six people around um so that's really cool so even when it's getting colder like you you know you still might be able to hang outside for a little bit um again yeah the, the biggest knock right now would just be like the food was for me was good not great but still good like again like i said i think overall for me the food was like a 7 but the hangout the atmosphere the you know the beers like those are all like nines so if not tens so i would say like overall i'm probably right around with andy like an 8.5 8.75 I, I will add too so i got there they opened at 11 i got there maybe like five minutes after that so i was i was and Did i was you get the, keep in mind pat was dropped off with no ride home correct <laughs> For, so first of all, though, when hey, I, got, so I got there in. five minutes after opening and I wasn't even the first like per, like customer there, there was already people sitting down. And then within five minutes of me getting there, the place was like, I was almost like, oh my God, are we going to have enough? Like, will we fit everybody around like a table or something? Like, can we sit outside? What's happening? Like it was filling up fast. So, I mean, that does just like tell you how popular and crowded I think this place can, is and can get uh randy what do you got for us man yeah i'd say nine i think uh the outdoor area is great the fire pit was great they have huge picnic tables which we didn't sit at that could fit like eight to ten people each um so it's a great spot the parking lot is huge you don't have to worry about where you're gonna park when you get there um and uh yeah it's awesome awesome spot yeah what should I put in the official record? 8.5 or 8.75? Let's go 8.75. Let's do it. They were nice to you when you showed up, huh? They were. They let me in. They gave, they, they sheltered me, gave me a beverage. Our waitress. Oh, she was funny. She was trying to like, she was really nice. She tried to split up all of our tabs for us the way we wanted. They have those cool point of service, little computers that they can do everything right on there. And I kept telling her that I wanted to get a donut to go and she had already put the order in and had it ready to go but she kept forgetting to put it on my tab and I kept saying oh and don't forget my donut because I wanted to pay for it and at the third time she's like look I'm just gonna get it for you (laughs) she she was just like I don't feel like redoing your bill a third time or whatever I was like oh hey awesome good for me so we gave her a nice tip and uh thanked her for the the donut to go which was awesome she was very cool very nice mm-hmm. nice well I, I think this was a a really great opening to brewery food month and uh i look forward to checking out all the great great food and, and places in the area so let's uh let's just share our social media and email address yeah, I don't think we've gotten too many emails. We've been kind of hit and miss putting out our episodes. We're hoping to get back on a little bit more of a schedule either every week or every other week for the next few months with all the brewery stuff. 
but yeah, check out our Instagram. We'll be posting a little bit more now that we have lots of pictures of delicious and solid brunch foods coming up. And then we've got some brewery food coming up over the next few weeks. It's at Talking Trash Rock. That's R-O-C. And the email is Talking Trash Rock at gmail.com. So let us know if you have any thoughts on local breweries um, and jump in and post some comments on our social media posts if you enjoy the food at these places and let us know what, what to order next time. What's next, Rob? What's our last feature? Our classic feature, peeves and plugs. Pat, you're our guest. We'll, we'll go with you first. Do you have any peeves and plugs this week? Um, I don't really have any peeves. However, I do have two plugs. Ken's so, I, Pizza Corner. <laughs> well, I, I already mentioned that one, but yes, I will plug Ken's. Ken's Pizza Corner is delicious. Um, the other thing, though, is in our new area, I've been been able to hit up some like new del, not new, new to me, delis um, and and uh, like butchers and things like that. So two of them that I wanted to plug. Um, one is Brownstein's Deli and Bakery. They have uh, so they when I when we went there, it was kind of around brunch time. They had uh, like fresh homemade bagels. The bagels were very good. And then they also do like to make, to order sandwiches and stuff. It's very much like a New York city style deli. Um, and their sandwich, I'm trying to remember what I had because it was uh, like a week or two ago that we went there. I, I had like a tuna salad and the tuna salad was very good. Um, and I know my wife got a turkey, just like kind of like a turkey club. Uh, they, it was just awesome. Um, but really their bagels, their bagels were surprisingly delicious. Friend of the pod, non-listener of the pod, Rhino, lives near you, Pat, and they love the chocolate babka there. And they've purchased Ooh. one for us as a gift, and it is delicious. So yes, you know, there, keep your eyes there were for that. a lot of baked goods there that we did not get to try because we were with my son who would just go like nuts if we if we got them. So <laughs> uh, we, we will definitely be back there. And I, so I'll have to try that the chocolate babka. Um, and then the other place, which is right down the street from there, it was Lipman's Kosher Market. Um, and so they were much more of like a butcher slash deli. Like you could get some sandwiches there. So I got, when I went there, I got a, um, they had like really fresh corned beef. So I asked him if they, if he could make a Reuben and he was like, yeah, sure. It, it was not a Reuben, but it's really good. It was basically corned beef with like their homemade, uh, coleslaw and then mustard on it on like, um, rye bread. Their coleslaw though, like I do not normally like coleslaw. This was so good. It was delicious. It was a delicious sandwich. Um, and he even said to like, we asked him because this was another time where we were with my son who is a very picky eater. And so like, we'll only eat bagels and like other for lunch, like bagels is really what you're going for. So we asked him if they had it and he was like, no, we don't do it. He's like, but you should go check out Brown's. Like he even referred us to like this other place that is not even like, you know, that kind of, they are in direct competition with. So I just thought that was cool that they were like, oh no, but like, go check this place out. They have really good stuff. Um, and that just made me like them even more. Lipman's so, has been around forever. That's where my family used to go to get their kosher. We used to get like kosher burgers, chicken, hot dogs, all the stuff there. Um, I don't know if they're fully kosher still, cause I know it was hard for them to stay that way and still yeah. stay in business. They, um, when I was in there, they definitely had kosher offerings. Yeah, I don't, mm -hmm. it, I would, if I had to guess, I'd say they probably are not like fully, I, I, yeah, fully kosher, yeah. but, but they still had offerings of stuff that was. Mm -hmm. um, Pat, have you been to Bagel Land yet down there? You probably oh, been yeah. there before. Yeah, that place. Bagel Land, we go to quite a bit. Very good. 
I figure awesome. if you got a bagel hound at home. <laughs> nice. He, he gets very excited going to bagel land. He, yeah, he's been, he's been there a bunch of times. Very All right, good. Rob, before you fall asleep, who's next? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sleepy. Randy, peeves, plugs? I, I actually have a peeve this week. Huge peeve. Um, might be the biggest one I've ever had. Choosing um, breakfast food. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried that the audience will won't be able to relate to it. But I guess has anybody out there ever um, co-hosted a podcast and the one thing you really wanted to talk about uh, got skipped over because um, you went oh, to a brewery the, and hold really on, the phones to- are lighting up. You went to a brewery and really wanted to talk about the beer you drank, but then for some reason, everybody skipped over you and you didn't get a chance to talk about the beer you drank at the brewery. I don't know if anyone else has dealt with that or not. Just went right into the ratings. You guys deal with that at all? I'm fired. I am fired up about this. Hey, this is on. Hey, be positive like Pat and just treat it as a plug. Plug your beer. Let's go. Rob's got bedtime. Let's plug this beer, guys. Oh, I'm going to take my time with this. Um, first of all, Andy, the beer you got, forgot to I forgot to mention because Laurel noticed it, um, was in conjunction with a local bakery, which was pretty cool. I think Katie's, oh, I just lost the name. Katie something, a bakery I'd never heard of before, but that's why it was kind of like a dessert beer, it sounded like, that you had. Yeah, um, it, was, it was so good. Yeah, I've been to this brewery before. Like I said, I've had a bunch of their IPAs. They have some of the best IPAs in the area. Uh, the crushing on Josh honestly wasn't my favorite. Um, I feel like it wasn't as IPA-ish as some of the other ones that I've had, but it was delicious. It just, I've, I've had some of the more, they have a lot of the citrusy IPAs. Am I talking too long, Pat? I'm sorry. I was supposed no. to be skipped. I know. No, no, no you're, you're fine. I was just going to say the bakery was Katie's Cravings. There it is. Katie's Cravings. Yeah. Yes. Pat's looking at the same thing as me. I got to read this, Randy. This is amazing. We teamed up with local bakery Katie's Cravings to bring you something for the beer fan with a sweet tooth. That would be me. A white chocolate raspberry cheesecake ale brewed with actual cheesecakes and conditioned on raspberry puree and cheesecake batter. Sounds insane. It's so It was delicious. Rob is visually fake throwing up because it sounds so not his alley i'm not liking that he was too busy crushing on josh when you when you look at this menu they do so much with the local areas like almost every item i'm exaggerating a little bit is like from some other like i'm looking at shoot cider i'm looking at black button distillery you know it's really i think that's awesome that they've got they've gone with so many of these different places they even have like a witchcraft beer that they've mixed with um, to, you know, do their own, uh, but also Laurel got the, uh, what was it? The mimosas. Cause they had a couple, a few different mimosas here. Um, and she said the one she had was delicious. I think it was the orange cranberry mimosa. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I tasted it and it was really, really good. So their beers are phenomenal here. Like I said, they got a lot of different citrusy IPA. So if you like citrusy IPAs, it's a place to go. So that's my, my plug. Nice, nice ending. Happy plug. Andy. Well, yeah. Um, 
Okay. I said that in the right order. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I I forgot I hadn't gone yet because you were so busy complaining about us skipping you. Um, (laughs) I was talking to you guys. I've been watching some of the um, shorter like side adventure Marvel series that are on Disney Plus. I figured this is right up Rob and Randy's alley. I'm just a year late to them. I watched WandaVision and Loki. I just finished Loki last night. Well, and Pat's probably too, I would guess. Nope. <laughs> Wait, did I did I did I say Rob and Randy? I meant to say Pat and Randy. <laughs> Whoa. Well, Rob, well, I, Pat, I know what it's like to be skipped, man. I know yeah, what it's like it's, to be skipped. Now I know how I Randy it. feels. Yeah. Uh, why am I why am I pairing it off at all? Everybody is interested in this. Yeah. Um they're just they're cool because they're so different. It's it's a lot like how just the way that like Thor Ragnarok is its own style of movie. And they totally gave it to the director. Like these little side adventures are cool and different. And sometimes I get bogged down by the entire Marvel cinematic universe. It's too much to keep straight. These are like side adventures. They're tangentially related, of course, but um, Tom Hiddleston who plays Loki, super charismatic Owen Wilson. I love from just Wes Anderson movies and stuff. So to have those two be in the lead, I found that one to be very entertaining. So I enjoyed those. I would promote those. And Pat, I got to watch the other one. Uh, it seems like the one I'm least interested in, but you said it's good. So will Winter Soldier and the Falcon? I did. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I watched that the trailer more of like a. Night. I was going to say that one's more of like a normal, normalish one. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Not as, not as weird or. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not as out there. Yeah, And then my other plug is fantasy football because I'm actually having fun this year. My team is doing well. (laughs) I don't think it's going to last, but three of us are in a league together. Skip and Randy here. But we also, Pat runs another league, a guillotine league, and we're setting that up. I've been enjoying the bills are good and my fantasy football team is good. I'm having a great time. Those are my plugs. Those are some solid plugs and I'll, I'll wrap things up. My, I'll keep my P my peeve general. Um, it's a peeve I've had before. It is the people who get gas at Costco are terrible people. And I, the, the last two times I've gone, I've been like insanely annoyed by two different, very different people who are terrible for very different reasons. Um, it's just rough, but the prices are so good. So I still keep going back and usually I'll go like walking around Costco and try to like erase the bad taste in my mouth of the, of the experience. Cause I love buying things in bulk and I love Costco and, and usually I walk away feeling happy again. So they given samples there again. They'll do some, but they're not, not like they used to. It's yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Um, so you can't I, literally get that taste out of your mouth as easily. No, you no, buy no, chicken no. bake. Not literally, but they still do. You can though still get, you know, the, the food court is open. So you could still, you know, get food there. They've got the super cheap hot dog Episode. and a drink. Boom. And a pizza. Done. We should, we should just like eat the menu. The ice cream there really, really good. Like the, the, the Sunday there is excellent. It's like, <laughs> a way better version of the McDonald's Sunday and way bigger. Like it's huge. That's funny. So Costco is the greatest. Um, so Costco in general is your plug. Costco gas people is your peeve. The people are terrible. Um, and I have a, two other, well, if you count Costco as a plug, I do have a, a plug that 
was actually um, recommended by you guys. It was Derek Del Gaudio's in and of itself streaming on Hulu, uh, a movie, um, a really interesting movie. It's only about an hour and a half long. I don't want to explain anything about it because it's one of those things that's like good to kind of go in um, fresh. So that was really cool. And then my other plug was Flaherty's in Honey Oi Falls Lima. Is that where it was? Honey Eye Falls? I don't know what, what that, I'm really confused by all that stuff, but um, it's this giant Irish bar restaurant and a bunch of us went there after golf on Saturday and the food was amazing. Like it was just, I had a Nashville style chicken. I had some seafood bisque. The food was just really great. And everybody kind of agreed that it was just super great food. And good I times. had one amazing experience at the Flaherty's in Macedon. I pumped it up, told you guys, we all got to go to Flaherty's. And we went to the one in like Webster or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we don't have that deal. It was like dime wings or something during football games. And like, oh yeah, it's only at the other place. And we were but, like, oh, okay, we'll just get pizza. But <laughs> I'd go back and check out the regular menu. The one that's nearby. If, if it's, you know, same ownership is probably really yeah. good food there too. So. Of the Webster Flaherty's? Of the, of the Webster Flaherty's, yeah. <laughs> oh, and school with one of them. No one, one thing too you guys might have heard about, when we were driving to Flaherty's, we passed that brewery that's like going into that bowling alley. The bowling, do you hear about that place? I heard and, about that. I heard about that. It's like um, real good brewing or something like that. And it, it sounds good. Like selling stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, hey. Check that out. It might be good. I don't know. We we might be taking so long on these breweries that we just tack it on. Yeah, <laughs> they might be fully open. So, okay, guys, I think that was a great opening week for brewery food. And and uh, thanks for coming along with us on this journey. And uh, keep eating and talking and drinking trash. Trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate. Ones we love, ones we hate. Some are good, some are great. One meat, two sides, hot sauce. We're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest. Breakfastification. Breakfast style. <laughs>